Hey, 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 welcome to the Second Dad Boss Show. This is Brian, I'm your host. Really excited you're here. Today we're having a conversation with Anna Pelugin, who's one of England's strongest women. Spends time in the gym coaching others and helping them develop their, their warrior goddess skills and, and just doing amazing things. And so Anna's got a, a cool story and and following the the full conversation that she and I had, and we just touched on a whole bunch of different things. We touched on how we're living life in the current environment, how we're dealing with uh, little people at home and, and how to keep them healthy and strong and moving forward, as well as just some other nuggets that are hopefully going to be really exciting and helpful for you because it's, it's a good conversation and really excited you're here. So listen in. Here we go. like it's um like for me I was already spending a lot of time at home so I didn't really notice a whole lot of difference and like I was going to the store and doing the grocery shopping and all those things so for me it's it's been fairly similar yeah so was you working from home anyway before lockdown yeah. Oh, yeah. No. So I was I was at home and I spent most of my time at home and I had a good uh, a good routine where I you know get up in the morning and and do my morning prime right and exercise either in the morning or in the afternoon and take dogs for a walk and on days when the kids were here um, help them with their schoolwork or whatever need needed to happen and so um, now the only difference is everybody is like being at home is the normal as opposed to having the schedule where everybody's all over the place. But for me, the schedule has been pretty similar. It's just now there's more people at home. Yeah. Okay. I see. Well, for me, it's quite a lot of things have changed. Um, because before my life used to be nonstop. Like I used to get up very early, take right. my boys to school, uh, then go to work and it's like about 25 minutes drive from from school to oh, my yeah. work then I had my couple of clients then I did I had some food I had did my own training and by the time I finished it's time to get back to pick him up from school and again driving picking him up then every single day he was doing some sort of sport activities so we was going quickly going home right. or going straight to the sport some days even two sports activities and then just getting back home and that's it. It's like, it's time to sleep. There is no time to actually sit down and just, just do nothing, just mess about or just, just do, you know, just watch tele, play games. There was no time for it really, unless like 30 minutes. So now right. things really, really change. And I actually enjoy it because um, there is a lot of time. There is obviously more free time. I'm still working from home, but things have changed a lot and things are much more relaxed. But I really enjoy it now. Do you find that, um, like, did you find there was this transition period, right, where you went for, because we had the same thing, those really rigid schedules from activities, right, um, morning routine, getting kids to school, then dealing with your routine, and then kids after school, and maybe their activities, right, so everything was very, it was very regimented, it was very scheduled, like highly scheduled. And then all of a sudden you go to this place where normally, you know, if it was a 25 minute drive somewhere or 30 minutes to go from school to one activity to the next, now you get that time back. And it's like, it's like two, three, even four hours every day. Yeah. 
And all of a sudden you're like, wow, what can I do with that four hours and still be, still be engaged, right? Like maybe do activities at home or something else. Like, did you find that too? All of a sudden there was this transition period. Yeah, at the beginning it was very challenging because I um I was a huge I've been I was used to be so busy and I actually enjoyed that. Uh-huh. Uh, but and also one, one, once we went on the lockdown and gyms have closed, so I couldn't go to the gym obviously to work, and I still kept the same busy. So I created a very strict uh, daily schedule, which mm. is which was very very strict, like getting up early and you know doing a lot of work and very strict schedule for my boy as well where it just was too strict oh. and we tried that for two weeks and it was a lot of stress like we, we was i was more productive and he was more productive but the, it was a lot of like arguing and pushing him come on let's do this it's, it's right. time to do, sh- get the shower it's time to do pee you know like being too strict with the timings and after those two weeks i thought something's not right like it's it's not gonna be good like that so i loosened it up a little bit it's still we still have a routine he has his own routine you know we're doing mm. every morning and he has time you know time written down when we're doing homeschool when we're doing when he can play games for an hour but it's a bit more flexible so sometimes homeschool you know a little bit less time than planned sometimes games a little bit longer and everyone's so much more happy this way when it's no pressure and you know not not so strict mm. but we're a little bit more relaxed and it helped me in many ways like um focus on on myself more like be on spiritual side of of everything just right. thinking reevaluating everything so that that was a really good um like positive takeaway from all what's happening like more time for myself understanding myself connecting with myself yeah i'm wondering Um, I think the thing, it seems like the thing that goes through our head all the time is there was a certain level of productivity, right? So busyness, right? Like we always equate busyness to productivity, which isn't necessarily the case, but like society wise, that's what we end up doing. And so how do you, how do you end up going uh, from a place where you're very structured that equals productivity back to this place of now you have more flexibility, but you still want to be productive successful you know and get all the get everything done like when you when you made that transition were you still focusing on like the outcome or were you focusing on the activity and what you were working on so last like like i said first two weeks i was focusing on being busy and that felt like being productive and then i realized i had i had quite a lot of stress a couple of days was very stressful and then i realized something's not right and right. uh, I think it's a great idea to always, um, if, if there is something like, you know, some, some sort of negative emotion, it's, it means it's just a signal, uh, mm-hmm. action signal. So for me, it was a signal. Something's not right. Something needs changing. Yeah, so yeah. for me, it was a sign. I need to change things up. And I started focusing on actually doing less, but I feel more productive by doing less. Very, very interesting. I think a lot of people who are entrepreneurs and busy people, they get caught up with daily routine, daily tasks that if they slow down, they don't feel good enough. They feel that they're missing out. So I think those kind of people who never stop, it can be very beneficial for them to actually slow down, just sit in silence with a cup of coffee, listen to your own thoughts and think, put the phone down, read a book 
meditate, you know, things like that. And that can be, in terms of productivity, it can be more, right. better, rather than just keep being busy and doing a lot of tasks. I've been reading this book by um, Stu Middleman, who's a, an endurance runner. He runs all the, you know, like six day where you run nonstop for six days and whoever last man standing or most miles run in six days. And the name of the book is called Slow Burn. And the slow burn is really, it's more about trying to focus on burning more fats than burning your carbohydrates. So your fats are more yeah. productive, right? And, and you being involved in, in your, your fitness business and lifestyle and competitions, like, I mean, I'm sure you're totally dialed into it. And for me, I've been running and thinking about how to train that way differently. He says something which is spot on with what you're talking about. And it's go slow to go fast. And so yeah. if you go out on the track or you go somewhere and like all these people are running and, and they have a strained look on their face and they look like they're in pain and they're like, you know, if I just run another two minutes and then I'm done, I'll be done. Right. Whereas his whole philosophy is go slow and just yeah. keep going slow, but go longer. And the longer you go, the more your cardio will catch up, the more your, your mind will say, this is actually fun and it's not painful and tolerating. And so you go slow and in the longer term, you actually end up going faster. And it's really, it's, it like totally flips everything on its head compared to what everybody says, be busy, go fast, be productive, right? All, the, all of that, it's just wild. It's, it's totally different. Yeah, that's very interesting. I, I like that idea, uh, that concept. It actually reminded me, uh, when you mentioned running, it reminded me when I ran a marathon uh -huh. about five years ago. And I, I didn't follow any special training plans. I just thought each, each weekend, I'm going to run for longer. And yeah. I didn't run too fast. I didn't have any goals. But my goal was to get the miles in, you know, and increase the miles each yeah. week. And I was running fast. I enjoyed it. So I think that's sort of, you can uh, compare it with, you know, the, the current um, totally. what I was talking about. Going slower, enjoying it. And I did it. I, I can honestly say I enjoyed it. The, the whole training, all, you know, every part mm -hmm. of it. Because, it, you know, it was enjoyable. I, went, I was going slower, but I was getting more from it. Which then it's almost like this... Um, uh, it's little micro, I say micro success to create macro results, right? So if you stack yeah. all of these micro successes, like you're, you're running slower, you feel good, you're a little more excited about it, you're not in pain, all, like all those things, and all of a sudden it's like, pew, you know, it's yeah. mind blown, like, oh my gosh, I'm doing great. It's really, it's sort of yeah. cool. Yeah. yeah, I like that idea. So how, all right, so being at home when you've got, um, like total schedule change, total sit you know, kids out of school, homeschool and all that. Like have things changed around diet and sort of like when you eat and how much you eat, right? Because you can always run to the kitchen now and grab something if you yeah. want, right? It's it's sort of easy to do. So I know I have to like lock myself away for a little bit and say, okay, only at this time, like maybe at 8 a.m. and noon and 4 p.m. Otherwise, like it's, you know, liquid and small snack or something. What yeah. do you do on, on your end? Well, I'll, I'll share my own uh, experience, what I did, and then I can give some advice for people who are listening 
uh, what you what I you would recommend to them. So for me, it was a little bit more specific because I was following quite a strict diet plan. I, I was doing bodybuilding training and I was on uh, like six meals per day, very high protein, right. um, high, high carbohydrates, quite a lot of calories because I was training very hard as well. And once uh, UK went into lockdown, I had to make a decision and put it on hold because I knew it, I'm, I won't be able to sustain without the gym, without the weights. So yeah. I made the decision to uh, leave it for a bit. So first couple of weeks, my diet was all right, but then I started going off track because I didn't really have clear goals. And it's when, uh, when, uh, when you, don't, you don't set yourself goals and when you have all the nice food available and uh, for like eight weeks prior to the lockdown, I was eating very plain foods and I was, you know, I missed tasty foods. So I started eating a little bit too much too often, you know, too much chocolate. And uh, then I realized again, like I, I stopped and said, well, I'm not happy. Like I can see I, I'm getting a bit of body fat, which I'm not happy myself with it. And I set myself some goals, you know, to, to get a little yeah. leaner. And now um, I'm on the right track and uh, just focusing on, you know, eating more, more vegetables, more fruit and less calorie dense foods, like less fat and less, mm -hmm. less carbohydrates a little bit, just less, cal uh, more you know, less calorie dense foods. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah, and my advice for people would be to first of all, to set themselves a goal, like if they want to sort out their diets, like they want to know why they're doing it. So do they want to be very healthy? Do you want yeah. to lose body fat or build muscles? Some guys might want to put some weight on, put muscles on. So first of all, you need to know why and like the reason behind it. Why, what is your big why? What, what is going to... If you achieve that, how it's going to make you feel. So if you mm -hmm. change your diet and be healthy, so it's not just going to be for positive health effect, but it's also going to change your life in all other areas. You'll have more energy, you know, pro probably have a better relationship with the family, like kids and everything. So I think the first number one thing is to actually understand why you want to right. change things. And then uh, create like a plan and have some sort of structure. It doesn't have to be very, very strict, but like you said, you have a structure of how often you go to the kitchen or how often you eat. So I think that sort of structure, maybe three meals, four meals per day or something like that, or even planning like what, what we're going to eat. Mm -hmm. that's, that's very, very important. And uh, obviously me measure it. If they have like fat loss goals, for example, obviously you need to measure it, your body weight, right. tape measurements, progress pictures. Or if they just want to be healthy, maybe keep a track on how they're feeling. Maybe have like a little journal, you know, on uh, energy levels. Uh, mm -hmm. Hydration is another big thing. Like it's good to set yourself hydration goals because uh, being dehydrated will will make you feel very tired. And Oh, it's, it's amazing. Being dehydrated is just... Um... I like probably six months ago, nine months ago, I started uh, a ritual in the morning. The very first thing I do before anything, well, sometimes it's a second. Sometimes the dogs say, take me outside first, but either that one or the other, but I have a big uh, mason jar that's 32 ounces and I fill it with water and sometimes like a, a liquid IV or another electrolyte or something. It's my very first thing of the day. And if I don't have that, 
I can tell it all day long. Like if I have a cup of coffee first thing in the morning, my whole brain is just, it's like scattered, scattered shot all over the place. But if I have a huge glass of water, all of a sudden it just like regulates everything. It's amazing how hydration, yeah. how powerful that is. And so many people don't do it, right? Like first, first time, first second out of bed, you just guzzling coffee and away you go. I think what often happens, people become dehydrated gradually and they don't realize how bad they actually feel until they rehydrate themselves. Right. And then if you know, if you used to, like now you, you are hydrated every day, but let's say if you're going to start and drink you know, a very small amount of water mm-hmm. for a week, you're going to feel really, really bad. But if you continue doing that after, let's say, four weeks, you're probably going to feel normal because you'll get used to it. Right. <laughs> Your body right. adapts. It's oh, it's it's nuts. It's crazy. And like even in the middle of the day, right? Like it's to the point now I can tell like middle of the day if I haven't drank enough water, like man, I my body, my head, everything's like you need to drink water even at night before I go to bed. Like sometimes, you know, most people it's like don't drink any water before you go to bed because you'll have to get up at 1, 2 in the morning to go to the bathroom or something and now like I you have to. Like you just got to keep the fluids yeah. <laughs> boss. I like it. <laughs> Yeah. yeah that's a good one well I, i'm actually drinking chamomile tea and oh, yeah. uh, again it will class as as hydration because it's water really just with some chamomile tea back so, yeah and i don't have any sugar in it so zero zero calories um yeah it's cold but i like it <laughs> it's got flavor it makes you happy oh yeah that's awesome yeah well that's that's another thing if you know someone's uh, focusing on the fat loss or like uh, weight loss uh, having more water or like herbal teas or uh-huh. any, like warm drinks like that can be very helpful uh, to fill you up and to reduce hunger. Obviously, if it's like some sort of fancy coffee, you know, with the, with the cream and sugar and milk, you know, full fat milk, then there's going right, to be a right. lot of calories. But if it's something like herbal tea, it's zero calories. So it's, it's good. It's just one of the tips for, you know, for the fat loss to keep you fuller. You know, you were talking about having um, having goals and, and spelling them out. Do you, um, how do you mark those down? Because I, like, I have, I have four journals that I've, and I think right now I'm sort of good there. Like, I have a running journal, a gratitude journal, a coaching journal, and another one that's my overall, I just call it my success journal, right? And that's sort of the what I'm focusing on, but how do you go about documenting or organizing or laying out what it is that you're focusing on? Well, I have, uh, I, I had to think actually, I had two journals that are used very often, but I have some mm. more that not used so often. The, the other is more for like, every couple of months I put some something there. Uh-huh. But the ones I have is just, uh, it's actually called, they're actually there, <laughs> it's interesting. So one is called, Uh, daily thoughts observations ideas magic moments anything like that really so sort of random and has unicorn oh cool cool and uh, sometimes i just write like you know daily just anything really and it's really good to look back uh the other one is a little bit more specific if i listen to some sort of podcast audios i make some notes on that one but regarding goals um i actually have another one i had to think about i have another one where I write down my all goals, like one year goal, six months goals. Oh, yeah. And also <laughs> I have my training journal. <laughs> they all here. 
where oh, I write yeah. my training goals. So that's cool. When you asked me, I didn't really think about it. It's sort of just naturally, I just do it. So right. for my training, I set myself some specific goals, you know, certain things I want to achieve now while we're in the lockdown. So that's my training. And they sort of all over the place. But to keep me on track, I have my boards. So sometimes, uh, well, that's something quite new I've started doing. I write down a couple of tasks for the week ahead. So mm. weekly focus. So in this week, for example, it's uh, eating well and focusing on um, losing body fat a little bit because last yeah. week my diet wasn't perfect. I was eating too much chocolate and I didn't feel great. So I just had to write down for myself and uh, focusing on mobility more. Oh, yeah. So I want to learn splits. So this week's focus, like every single day, I do more mobility. And third one is uh, do more meditation as well. Because I'm planning to like longer one hour meditation. And when it's there and it's so simple, it's three tasks. It's not, you know, lots and lots, three tasks right. for this week. And I already achieved like two of them, you know, eating better and doing, medita- doing uh, mobility. So it makes me feel good because it's not overcomplicated and it reminds me it's in my bedroom. So I think it's, it's good. I think for someone who's listening, it would be good to actually find their own way. Maybe try, obviously, with maybe if they never done any journaling, mm. start with one journal and just write down like yeah. what you want to achieve different areas of your life. And also good idea to even keep it somewhere visible where you can check every day or have a whiteboard where you can write it down. So every mm. day is there and remind you. That's yeah, that's a good point. I know I take um, so mine, they, they follow me around the house during the day and they're in a stack. So I've got four of them. It's, oh, like, wow. it's like a deck of cards, right? But I take my gratitude journal, which is, it's just, you know, like a normal, normal book. And, and I put it next to the big mason jar that I have. So in the morning when I get up, like I go downstairs and the book's right next to the journal or right next to the mason jar with a pen on top. And so I grab a glass of water and it's, and it's short too, cause I tried to do this before where I try to write these big flowing paragraphs about what I'm grateful for. And I, you know, after a week I'm like, yeah. no, I can't do it. So what I started doing and I've been doing it for months now is um, three bullets every morning. Like, and it's, it's a sentence or even a phrase, like, what am I grateful for? The water in the shower was really hot, followed by a cold rinse. Uh, The dogs were really happy this morning. The sunrise was just beautiful, like done, right? And you write it down and on you go with your day. But then as you start looking back and you see like the trend of things that are there, and I think the lesson that I've always found with it is you start seeing the trends of where your focus is. Like, is it external or internal? Is it on other people or is it on other things? Is it on actions or places and then all of a sudden once you see those you can go oh all right so that's where my thoughts are and on that day when there was a great sunrise and I was noticing that I was in a really great mood that day and I was really productive and I was like you can start connecting the dots and I would have never been able to do that before it's really powerful you can do that on any of the journals I bet you see it in um, even the ones you only write on every month or so or every six months you look back and you're like oh yeah 
now I connect the dots. Yeah, definitely. I really like that idea. As you said, you put your journal near, near your uh, water, water jar in the morning and it's something simple like that. It might not work for everyone, but you right. found it because you tried something else that didn't work and was too complicated. And then you find something very simple that takes you, what, 60 seconds, maybe two minutes mm -hmm. to write it down. It's, it's nothing really. And um, it doesn't mean that everyone should do it. Someone might find something else that works for them. I think it's just finding your, you know, trying lots of different things and just feeling, seeing what's, what works for you. It's being, it's definitely being open and curious and able, like just willing to learn, like learn that it doesn't work and go great experience. And maybe I got a little value out of it, but I'm going to look for something that gives me a lot of value. Do I've, so I've been thinking about this. So when you're um, planning out or managing your diet because you do it specifically for the workouts you're doing and all that and then you've got a little one at home right and obviously they eat differently I know we have the same thing here right it's like if I want a giant flowing green salad with all this stuff on it like they may want a bowl of Cheerios or something like yeah <laughs> it's like how do you juggle those two like how do you because you almost have to have like two meal preparation operations right and how do you do that well, to be honest, we, we are trying to cook very similar things. Uh, you know, everyone is the same thing. And I have my mom living with me, so she, she cooks. She wow. likes to cook. She likes to cook different things. But I prefer doing my own thing. Basically, I just, like, uh, currently, I enjoy doing, like, big plates of salads, different sort of salads. I just enjoy it, and I'm, I'm doing it. Um, other times, you know, I just I, I eat what my mom cooks, or I cook something different. Yeah. But basically, we are focusing on uh, cooking like one meal that everyone is going to eat the same meal, rather than cooking separately for kids. Yeah, yeah. And if, if he's if he says he doesn't want it, he just we just say we not you're not going to get anything else. <laughs> that's and your only choice. Yeah, yeah. But you that's know? I think that's the best way because obviously we're not going to starve him. But I think you need to have those sort of rules to a certain extent, because if every day you have to cook something different for, for kids and different for yourself, right. it's difficult. <laughs> it makes lives harder. No, it's challenging for sure. I think, because the same thing, like we end up, we, we, like, I have to say one of like the greatest creations in the world is the Instapot. We have, we, we, we are cooking things in the Instapot all the time. Even when we are like, gosh, what are we going to have? And we're like, wait a second, what can we throw on for seven minutes high pressure in the Instapot? And it's like, we come up with these amazing creations. And I think the thing that really helps the kids connect with it and eat with it is we talk about it beforehand. Like, and it's not like we say, Hey, can we get your approval to do this? It's like, hey, we're thinking about this. Doesn't this sound exciting? And sometimes, like, one of them really likes oregano. The other one really likes paprika and cayenne pepper. Like, who knew? And, <laughs> and so if we talk about the recipe and we say, oh, maybe we can put some oregano in that, all of a sudden they're like, yeah, we could do that. And then yeah. let's add something else. And so, like, getting them involved. And, and since everybody's home and everybody's close, and if you're in the kitchen, usually it's not just one person. Like, multiple people are in the kitchen. Then you make it sort of this family effort. And, and it seems it's been productive so far. So far, it's been really good. Yeah, that's a really good idea. That's, that's something that uh, we are doing as well at home. 
but I didn't really realize. But like like you mentioned, uh, getting kids involved and asking them like, what do you want? Maybe uh-huh. we can add something. Maybe if, maybe you know you can choose certain sort of meat you eating, and you you, you uh, get kids to choose whatever they want pasta or like spaghetti or any sort of you know when they feel that they have a bit of control, even if it's something small, they will feel better. They'll feel like part of the family. So I think right. it's important rather than just telling that's it you're eating chicken and rice <laughs> that's yeah. it it's totally. so yeah like i said adding a little spices they enjoy or you know make it a little bit more kid friendly for them you know make it a little smiley faces i think these things like that this makes a big mm-hmm. difference so when um i saw one of your videos recently where i think you and your son were doing i don't know if you were doing burpees you were doing something like you were doing push-ups together and and like you were working out together and it was awesome. It was really cool. Like I, I bet <laughs> a lot of people see that and sort of go awesome. You know, that's, that's totally. And I know here we've been doing the same thing in a lot of ways. Like I took uh, my wife's son out on a run the other day and it changes the dynamics, right? Obviously you're not working yeah. out just for you. You have to adjust it, but it was fun. And when you looked at like, when I looked at the data on my, on my Fitbit, I still had the same cardio workout. I still had the same distance. You know, maybe it took a couple minutes longer, but no big deal. Wow. It was good. How old is he? Uh, Eight. One's eight and one's nine. So That's uh, that's pretty good for for that age. It's pretty good to keep up with you and do the distance. Oh, yeah. We took it. We had, uh, for Thanksgiving last year, we ran the... uh, the, turkey trot right so it's a 5k (laughs) run on thanksgiving morning and he ran the whole thing he ran it in like 28 minutes wow that's a good time like awesome that's that's like me hi run similar right (laughs) that's really good so so maybe a, a topic that we can sort of end towards but like so yeah what about you well i think um so to start with you know it's i I find it, um, I find it really fascinating how many people, um, like, I, I don't watch the news. I don't watch the mainstream media. I try not to like get wrapped up in all the latest news stories. And, but when I do tune in, I'm often fascinated by the mass amounts of people that are portrayed as just feeling um disconnected and cut off and in a really like in a really bad headspace yeah and i feel just the opposite i feel like this time like much like what you were saying like i feel like this time is has allowed me to really focus in on what's important what i want to change what i'm doing that i want to continue and what my destination is. So like, it's really brought me in and given me this laser focus. And so, um, so looking forward, there's definitely building the business, like helping stepdads um, balance this, this home and work environment. Cause so often, um, you know, like when I became a stepdad, it was uh, like, you look around and you go, where do you go? Like, where do, like, there's lots of books written about parenting. There's lots of books written about sort of uh, kid development and all that. But there's nothing that's very specific. Like, 
Ron Deal has a great book about, I think it's called like the ultimate stepfather or, you know, being a better stepdad. Um, but other than that, like there's not a lot out there. And what yeah. I've realized is that in talking to people, like there's a huge need for it. So looking forward, like laser focused on building that, bringing stepdads together and really just helping them kick butt when it comes to being at home and in being at work and not having two lives, but having one life that's really well integrated. So that's the first thing. And then the other thing is um, more like me personally, that's looking out. And then the second thing is me personally looking inward. And, um, you know, a year ago today, I was almost 50 pounds heavier than I am right now. Like, wow. And, and I made a decision like, I'm done. Like, this is it. I'm going to stop drinking. I'm going to stop like eating just cheeseburgers and French fries, even though I love them. Like I can think about a cheeseburger and my head explodes. Right. But, um, so between exercise and, and eating healthier and not just like, you know, maybe I'll have a salad, but like being very deliberate, like you were saying earlier, having those goals. So having those goals about this is where my weight's going to be. This is, the the personal achievement accomplishment i'm going to get so there's that side of it so helping stepdads looking at me personally and then the third pillar or the third leg on the stool is the family um you know my wife is like she's my everything her kids are the best and just making it all come together so making those three things work and so that's that's the goal like even today it doesn't matter if if um you know, current state of affairs continue on as they are today or whether they, they stop, like those are the three things I'm going to be focused on and, and it's going to be great. It's going to be awesome. Like, so what's the world look like now going forward, right? So everybody at some point, right, we all assume that borders open up and sort of, uh, you know, work schedules go back to some kind of pre- precondition whatever it is and like would it are things knowing what you know now do you think your schedule will change or how you eat will change or how like homeschool versus school and like activities or whatever what do you think is going to change for you oh for me it'll be a lot of changes i already thinking for me it's going to be life before lockdown and life after in in terms of how i look at things for me, it has been such a massive change in everything, in my mindset, how, the way I look at things, because I realized that how much I was missing, missing out, really, uh, not spending time with my boy, because obviously I was spending time with him, but it was right. rushing in the morning, rushing him to school, everything's rushed, no time to you know just sit down after school, taking him to sports, like everything's so fast and you know, non-stop. And now we, you know, we're still busy. We're, we don't have enough time in the day. <laughs> like, we have so much going on. We sometimes don't even leave a house, but we are very busy, but it's right. in a good way. So yeah, I, I realized I've already made a couple of decisions. Uh, one of them is uh, not to come back working in the gym as I was doing like one-to-one -one PT sessions with people. Mm -hmm. So yeah. I decided I will, uh, work only from home doing online coaching like helping people lose weight and, and get right. there so i certainly gonna continue working from home once he comes back to school 
uh, I will be working while he's at school and then I just want to spend the rest of the day with him because yeah. I really value this time with him like I didn't realize how how much how much it can give me in in terms of you know spiritual gains and understanding myself so that's certainly going to change like I said it's a big change you know working from home like it's a big big decision yeah. and um in terms of nutrition and training not not much really changed like for me things depending on my goals uh, once gyms reopened i will get back into doing my bodybuilding training and uh, you know strict meal plan and all, all the things that yeah, i've yeah. left behind so that's going to be the same and i basically just i want to continue this lifestyle where things are a little bit slower and it's more time for you know to work on my mind rather than just on subjects and you know completing oh, yeah. tasks so there you have it i hope you enjoyed the conversation be sure to check out other episodes during the week where we highlight some of the the really specific nuggets and things that we talked about today because i know it's you know there's a lot in there whether you're talking about diet and exercise and how you leverage that across what you're doing for your professional and personal life where you've been and come from, how you're looking forward, even things as simple as the power of journaling. So be sure to check out other other episodes. And, and also, I'll make sure that Anna's contact information is available in the, uh, the show notes because, hey, you know what? She's got great things. And if you want to work with her, if you just want to connect with her, right, have a kindred spirit there, go for it. So keep being real. Go beyond. Be ultra. We'll talk to you soon.